The holidays are here. Okay, I know it. I'm going to tell you what I know. You've got the kids list started. You've got some thoughts on presents for your parents, your siblings, nieces, nephews, your spouse, the kids teacher, or probably even your book club white elephant. You're thinking about all of those things. And of course, the afterthought that never gets taken care of is you. Listen, Mama, I know that you can't help but put yourself last. And I know that mostly because I do the same thing. I don't have time to figure out what I want either. So I get it. I am guilty of putting everyone's holiday wishes above my own. But you deserve it. You deserve holiday good cheer. And that's where I come in. My 2021 IBD Mom Holiday Gift Guide is out. It is hot off the press and ready for you to peruse to easily create your wish list in no time flat. Now, each year, my annual guide, it is tailor-made with fun, creativity, and especially with your peace of mind and body, well, in mind. <laughs> it's all about the season's best goodies for gut-loving moms with Crohn's and colitis. I love this year's list so much. It's filled with gifts that pamper to gut healing kitchen goodness, to health and wellness must-haves, to immune system boosters that we all need more than ever right now, to those splurge items that we all dream about. This year's holiday gift guide, it is my most extensive to date. Are you ready to get your hands on it? Are you ready to get the 2021 holiday gift guide made with you in mind? It's waiting for you at karenhaley.com forward slash 2021. That's karenhaley.com forward slash 2021. That's the numbers there. And Karen is spelled K-A-R-Y-N. Haley is H-A-L-E-Y. You know that the holidays are busy enough. They are stressful enough. They're crazy enough. Don't pile on extra pressure and get that inevitable last minute response from you, which is, I don't even care. I just don't care. Get me whatever. <laughs> that sentiment is what makes your hubby get you that for the car wet vac. And yep, that ended up happening to me one year. Download my free holiday gift guide and make your holiday gifts memorable in 2021. Just go to karenhaley.com forward slash 2021 for the only holiday gift guide that is completely tailored for your every need. Happy holidays! You're listening to The Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, a safe space where moms with Crohn's and colitis connect, explore powerful tools for healing, and transform our lives to thrive in motherhood and in life. I'm your host, Karen Haley, IBD health coach, integrative wellness enthusiast, and mom to three outstanding kids. After having Crohn's disease for 30 years and working as a health advocate exclusively with IBD clients for the last 10 years, I know it's time to bring the types of candid conversations I have with my clients out into the open. It's our time to go on an IBD healing journey and do it like only a mom can. Let's do this. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD. I'm your host, Karen Haley, and I am so glad to be with you as we find unique, natural, and let's face it, meaningful ways to fight Crohn's and colitis, and we are doing it together. I love today's episode. It's really juicy. It is chock full of ideas that I know you're going to find helpful. For the past few weeks, we have been dishing on how you can bring your gut healing diet out of the house and still stay healthy and safe while you eat away from home. It's been a four-part series and we spent the first two parts drilling down the general, more the overall view, all the way down to very specific guidelines that we all need when we want to eat out in a restaurant successfully. If you're late to the party, no worries because you can always go back and listen to episodes 61 and 62 
anytime. Today, we are going to dive into part three. And in part three, we are diving into my ultimate guide to eating in a house that's not your own. It is a little bit of a tricky business, isn't it? Eating at someone else's house. There's just so much to consider. There are many pitfalls that can just take you off your diet or make you sick, right? If this has been a challenge for you in the past or if you're just newly started on a gut healing diet and you're feeling like you're just going crazy only eating at your own house, then this is the episode for you. This episode is just a bit longer than my typical solo episodes. I have to tell you, I really tried hard to pare this information down for you, but when it came down to it, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't remove anything. It would really just deprive you of the knowledge that I've gleaned after failing at this for so long and then finally hacking it, just hacking the system. And also from seeing how my clients have had success and seeing what their ideas are from eating at others' homes too. It would deprive you of all of that amazing knowledge. I just couldn't do it. So that's what makes this episode a little bit longer, but I promise you it is well worth it. I want to say one last thing before we dive in. It's just a timely note, and it's especially for you if you're listening to this in present time in December 2021. We're still dealing with a pandemic here. We're dealing with it across the world. Some places are more impacted than others, of course, and eating at others' homes That's what this episode is all about. And that's going to be really dependent on so many personal factors for you. What is the status of your health? What does COVID look like in your community? Are you vaccinated or not vaccinated? Are you comfortable being around others? And who are those others? We all have these different ways that we're moving about in the world right now. And this information It's about how to navigate eating at someone else's house. And I'm telling you, it is just going to be given in a judgment-free zone, right? It's just for everybody. You can take it for, take the little pieces of information that are going to work for you right now. And whatever doesn't, you can just let that go. I just wanted you to have all of it. So this information, it can work for small gatherings. It can work for large gatherings. Whatever point in time, you might even want to come back and revisit this when you are more social, when you're doing more things. For wherever you are on your journey right now, keep that in mind and then just plug and play. Okay? I also just want to mention to you that since I know that COVID is on many of our minds lately, I just want to let you know that my heart is with you as you navigate all of this because I'm doing it too. It's really tricky. It's in our life right now. It's like our new normal right now. And so I just want to let you know that I'm thinking about you. And speaking of the now, I picked December for this four-part series for a reason. I picked it, this Eating Beyond Your Four Walls series, I picked it because I, I there's just no better time than to have this conversation because now is the time when the holidays are getting into full swing. Now is the time when we're starting to eat more away from home. We get invites to hang out with family, friends, a coworker. Maybe there's a school function for your kids, a neighborhood gathering, a holiday party that it might just be acquaintances, but you just can't get out of it. We all know those kind of gatherings. Living a life of eating for gut healthy mamas, it just really requires us to navigate rough waters of meals away from home. And this especially happens in December. When you're a mom and you've got family, you just, you can't get away from it. And we just have to look at, in my opinion, we have to look at the flip side of this because sometimes it's good for us to get out and socialize and talk to other adults. Let's face it, right? We have our kids to talk to all the time. We need some adult time. We just need to find a way to do it safely. If you're eating gut healthy for your Crohn's or colitis, 
If it is new to you and you're still getting used to how to cook for yourself, how to cook for your family, you might still be feeling a little bit overwhelmed. And you might even be considering living in a gut-friendly bubble that you just never leave. But trust me, trust me, dear one, trust me, life is much sweeter and just much more fun when you enjoy the company of others. Even those who are living in the standard American diet life. But it can be challenging though. How do you go about eating with others without worrying, without stressing out, without panic attacks, or worse, without getting sick by eating food that you know that you shouldn't be eating because you just don't want to hurt someone's feelings? Those can be really tricky waters, 100% tricky. I have had my share of stress about eating at a party, even to the point, even to the point, I have to be honest with you and tell you, even to the point of anxiety and a panic attack. I remember this one holiday party that I went to where I just got so, it was really early in my days of eating away from my home. And I had just got so overwhelmed when the buffet was busted out that I actually had to leave. I I had to just go to my car. I just had to sit with myself for a minute and give myself a pep talk. And thankfully, I was able to do it and I was able to get back in the game, so to speak. And of course, I've had those experiences where I also have gotten sick when a well-intentioned friend, they thought that they were doing me a favor by making something for me. And oops, when they said something to me like, I asked about the ingredients after, this is after I ate, I asked about the ingredients and the friend said, oh, I'm sorry, I thought that gluten-free and grain-free, I thought that that's the same thing, right? Oh, gosh. Yeah, so I have been through the ringer more times than I can count. And in complete transparency here, before I get into my 10 tips that I want to share with you to help you navigate eating at someone else's home to make that easier for you, I want you to know that this isn't something that you're going to do a complete 180 on after just listening to this episode. You're After this episode, you'll have the tools, but... Sometimes it just takes a little while and that's okay. Just be okay with that because it takes a little while to cultivate, to assimilate all of this into your life. So be comfortable with just taking your time with it because it's okay. It took me a long time to get really comfortable letting my friends and family know that the the different nuances of eating my gut healthy life. Before I started on the specific carbohydrate diet, my friends, they knew me as this Italian gal who made the scrumptious lasagna and the tasty bruschetta, not to mention my uh, famous, seriously, apple pie. Thank you, Lola, my grandmother. Thank you for that recipe. What a hit. So for a while, my friends and my family, they just couldn't relate to this new me, the one who brought things like spaghetti squash lasagna and spinach salad and almond flour cupcakes to every function. And to make matters worse, I was just really embarrassed. I was embarrassed every time I had to explain myself. Oh my goodness. I felt like, who am I to have these extra needs? I'm just a burden and I'm this high maintenance friend. Oh, there's nothing more that I dislike more than being that kind of person. But then two things happened. Two things happened for me that turned everything around. Number one, special diets like gluten-free and paleo and FODMAPs and Whole30, keto, you name it, they started popping up everywhere. And no longer did I have to explain what gluten was. Well, I know some people are still in the dark, but it's gotten a lot better. You have to admit it, right? And then the second thing that happened is that I just got more comfortable in my own skin. After saying gluten is a protein found in wheat, rye, and barley, and other grains, and it's also found in salad dressings, gravy, soy sauce, and other places where you'd least expect it, 
and I'm intolerant to things like gluten and grains and soy. And that's why I can't eat your lovely salad, your artichoke dip, your chocolate cake, insert this gut stifling food there. After I said that 500 times, I just got used to it. It got easier. I, I got more comfortable. And I learned to say, how about if I bring the dessert instead of, can you tell me every ingredient in your pumpkin pie? It was really, it was trial and error, right? So that's what I'm saying to you. I'm going to give you the tools today, but then you'll still need to just figure out what works for you. And the good news is that even though you'll be doing a little bit of trial and error, I am going to save you from so much time with these tips. While it won't happen in a day, I promise you I am going to cut your adjustment time in at least half by giving you all the knowledge that I've learned in my 13 years of living a gut healing life. And hopefully, I hope that I can save you from even stress, anxiety, and the sickness that you might experience when you eat in someone else's home. All right, now it might take a little while to tweak those things, right? But my goal is that you will make eating out with friends and family fun, relaxing, and healthy for you. And with that in mind, let's get to the good stuff. My top 10 tips to make sure that you keep your social calendar filled and your gut happy. Are you ready? Okay, you're going to want a notepad for this one. You're going to want the notes app in your phone, whatever you have. You're going to want that because so much goodness, so much good information, juicy bits of information here with these top 10 tips. All right, you got it? All right, let's go for it. Let's do it. Okay, let's start, of course, at the top with tip number one. Tip number one is to practice your elevator speech. Your elevator speech, it is your quick go-to spiel for everyone that needs to know that you are living a gut healing life. And why do I call it your elevator speech? Because, and you might have suspected this, it's because it should take you as long as a trip on the elevator usually takes. It should be quick, it should be to the point, but still have enough information that people know exactly what you mean. Let me just kind of give you an example of what your elevator pitch might sound like. It might sound something like this. You might say, I was recently diagnosed with, or you might say I have, celiac, Crohn's, colitis, non-celiac gluten sensitivity, whatever it is, you get the picture, fill in your diagnosis. I don't tolerate some of the ingredients in foods like pasta and bread. There's even hidden ingredients that harm my gut in some really weird places like salad dressing, soy sauce, dairy products, and I might need to eat a little bit different than I used to at your house just to be on the safe side, just to make sure that I stay healthy. And that's it. That's all you need to say. Of course, if you want to give a little bit more detailed inf information in that elevator speech, like I'm, you might want to say some of the things you're staying away from, like I'm staying away from gluten, dairy, corn, and soy. That's fine too if you want to get specific, but if there's loads of things that you don't eat, to keep your gut healthy, it's best to just keep this statement general so that it can apply to anything that's served. Make sense? Okay, one last thing I want to say about tip number one is that this elevator speech, it's not just going to happen. It's not just going to flow freely out of your mouth. You got to practice it. Practice that elevator speech, maybe in front of your bathroom mirror, while you're driving, while you're cooking dinner. Practice it with your partner. Practice it. Whatever you do, practice it until you can rattle it off on any given occasion, at any moment, because it's really going to come in handy more times than you can imagine. The elevator speech. Okay, Let's talk about tip number two. Tip number two is to bring a side dish. It is absolutely normal to be afraid that there might not be anything for you to eat at your friend's house. Offer to bring something. I usually make, my go-to thing is a salad. 
that could also take the place of a main meal. A big salad with protein on top like chicken or fish or beans, it works really, really well. It makes a really nice presentation. I fix it all nice. And it will also fill you up if there's nothing else for you to eat when you get to your gathering. If you bring salad, I want to mention one little hint though, don't forget to bring the dressing because remember, your host is probably not going to have a dressing that you can eat. So make it homemade or you can buy a gut-friendly store-bought option as well. Primal Kitchen, that is a good one. Usually they're very gut-friendly. That's a paleo brand of salad dressing. So homemade or buy it in the store. Either way, don't forget the salad dressing. Now, what if you're not eating salad right now? What I hear that from so many moms with Crohn's and colitis, and I go through my times when I can't eat salad either. The next best option is going to be a colorful tray of roasted veggies. Delish, roasted veggies. Roasted veggies, they can be cooked to the level of doneness that you can tolerate, which is why I really love this. So if you are eating really soft vegetables right now, that's okay. You can just make sure that they're well cooked. Some of the root vegetables that I really like are butternut squash, beets, parsnips, yellow or green squash is also good really filling and it just makes a really nice presentation you can round it out with some garlic some onion that kind of thing now you might have your own root veggie recipe that you it's your go-to recipe you love it but just in case you don't I'm just wanting to share mine with you if you want it because I have a fantabulous roasted veggie recipe if you want it hit me up either on Facebook the IBD Health Coach, the IBD Health Coach, or feel free to email me. That's fine too. I am at hello at karenhaley.com. It's K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y.com. So hello at karenhaley.com if you want my root veggie recipe because that is a great side dish to bring to a gathering. All right, tip number three. So tip number two, remember I said bring a side dish. Tip number three is bring all your own food. If you really don't know what's going to be on the menu, the best thing to do is to just bring all your own food. Bring it to the party. I'm not talking about anything elaborate here, so don't think I'm thinking you're going to bring this five-course meal to somebody's house. You're not going to bring bowls or spatulas or cooking pans. You're not going to set up your own cook station in the host's kitchen. No, what I'm saying is just bring an insulated lunch bag, a little snack bag. Put a few items in it. Here's some things that you could bring. Pick the ones that work for your stomach, where you're at right now. You could bring nuts like cashews, walnuts, almonds, carrot sticks. And remember, you can bring them raw or cooked. Cooked carrot sticks are delicious. I bring them, eat them cold. I do that all the time. You could bring cheese. You could bring a little container of salad, some roasted chicken or fish, fruit, Those roasted veggies we just talked about, that would be perfect to bring in your little snack bag. How about some unsweetened applesauce? Go-go squeeze, right? I know lots of kids eat them, but they're the perfect little go-to thing for you too. And sometimes they come with a vegetable fruit blend. Justin's nut butter, that's another option. Larabar's, fantastic as well. Anything that is completely ready-made where you don't have to bother the host with kitchen utensils or equipment. That's the kind of thing that you want to bring when you're bringing all of your own food. Now, depending on who the host is, if you know them or not, I think it is perfectly fine to ask to use their microwave, but nothing more than that, right? Remember that they're busy, they have everything that they're doing in their kitchen and it's just not cool to go in and just set yourself up in their kitchen in that snack pack remember to bring an ice pack so that your cold food stays cold and you don't have to again you don't have to bother the host needing to use her fridge because of course she's got her food in there for the event always always have that snack bag on hand just in case most of the time I leave mine in the car and it stays there and sometimes I need it and sometimes I don't 
One really cool thing that I also want to mention is that you can even bring warm food when you're bringing all your food. And that used to be a really daunting task, but no more because of the invention of this awesome creation called the Hot Logic Mini. Now I know there's knockoffs and there's all kinds of products like this now, but I have something called the Hot Logic Mini. I love it. And I take this amazing contraption with me everywhere I go. It's a, if you just kind of picture it, it's a small warming case for all your food. I take it with me in the car. I take it to people's houses and then it's electric. So I just find a plug. I just find a plug for it. And now I've got everything I need in a nice warm container. The only thing I would say is that you might want to tell your host that it's there so that she doesn't unplug it by accident. But other than that, there's nothing else you need to do. You can look up the Hot Logic Mini, of course, on Amazon. There's tons of great colors to choose from. Just FYI, mine is the purple one. Okay, let's move on and talk about tip number four. With tip number four, we decide how close are you? with your family member or your friend that you're visiting. When you meet in someone else's home, talking with them about your gut healthy life, it really depends on how well you know them. When I go to my dad's house or my best friend's house, they know about my dietary needs and they don't mind going overboard to keep me safe in their home. This isn't the case where when I go to a holiday party, like I go to a holiday party for my husband's work or something like that. It's about knowing your audience, right? So let's say let's say that you are having dinner with an acquaintance. If you are, I really want you to go back to tips one, two, and three. Your elevator pitch, know that. Bring a side dish, bring snacks, or maybe bring all of your own food. In a case like this, you're in charge of doing what you need to do to keep yourself healthy. Now, let's say that you're having dinner with close family or friends. Now the stakes can change a little bit because now you can ask about ingredients, cross-contamination, or you can even help, I love this, help prepare the food so you know exactly what's in it. I have to give you a word of caution here. Let me tell you from lots of experience, even with close family and friends, don't always trust that because they know you, they know how to keep your food gut friendly. Oh boy, on more than one occasion, a well-meaning family member has accidentally glutened or grained me. In the middle of dinner, they might say something like, Heavy cream, that doesn't have any milk in it, does it? I know that sounds crazy, but yes, that's happened to me. That that heavy cream, you're okay with that, even though you don't have dairy, right? Or also somebody said, I just added just a little of the tiniest bit of flour just just to thicken the sauce. That's okay, right? (laughs) Even when I am close to a person I'm eating with, I still double check. And the good news is that I'm more comfortable grilling my family or a close friend rather than that boss of my husband's boss if we go to his house. And I want to give you an extra bonus tip for when you're eating with close friends or family. You still want to have that snack pack on hand anyway because you just never know. Trust me, you just never know when gluten or any other kind of no-no ingredient will pop up. And when you have that snack pack on hand, you just know that you have what you need. And this kind of snack bag, I would fill with foods that don't perish easily because then you can just keep it stacked. You can keep it all ready to go. Everyone's snack pack, it's going to be different depending on where your illness is, what foods you tolerate. But Let me just tell you some of the things, and they're going to be similar to the snack pack I mentioned just a few minutes ago, but this is the completely non-perishable one. So in this one, the one you're just going to have at the ready to keep in your car, to keep somewhere in your pantry ready to go, it might have things like those go-go squeezes that I mentioned. A beef jerky is great because it lasts forever. Nuts, 
Justin's nut butter, those little packets, those are fantastic. A Lara bar, some seaweed strips. You know what those are? Those little strips of seaweed. Those are great as well. Even some organic canned tuna or some canned chicken. Those will stay forever in your snack bag. And you know what? I want to tell you, choose the ones those if you're choosing the or the canned tuna or the canned chicken choose the ones with the pop top so then you don't have to bring a can opener that's a bonus on top of a bonus tip that's a seasoned gut healthy mom with a tip just from me to you all right that's tip number four let's move on and talk about tip number five tip number five is to eat before you go It's generally a good rule to just avoid when you have gut issues and you don't know what they're going to serve, just avoid going to someone else's house hungry. I'm sure that you know, even just from past experience, how tough it can be to stay on your gut healing plan when you're hungry and you're in your own home. So imagine how tough that's going to be when you're in someone else's home, especially if You didn't travel with that bonus mom snack pack that I'm talking about and you don't have easy access to a gut healing pantry of foods or your own refrigerator. So in cases like this, there's really nothing you can do when you get those hungry feelings. You're either you're going to get cranky, you're going to get hangry or worse, you're going to cheat. So eating before you go is so important. And I follow this tip very closely when I'm going to someone's house, especially when either of these scenarios are true. Okay, I'm going to give you two scenarios when I especially follow the eat before you go rule. And the scenario number one is I don't know if there's going to be something for me to eat there. I don't know if there's going to be something for me to eat. Or scenario number two, I've been there before and I know there's going to be nothing for me to eat. Those are the two scenarios when I always eat before I go. So I recently went to an engagement party for an acquaintance. I don't know this person really well. So the invitation, it said that the couple would be having an event catered by an Italian restaurant. So to me, that is always code for grainy gluten with a side of extra gluten, right? I knew that there would be several people at this gathering and I knew that no one would even notice if I didn't eat. So instead of freaking out about their choice of food, I just ate before I went. I wasn't hungry while I was there and then I still enjoyed the party. Now you might be thinking, Why are gatherings like this, why do they have to be all about the food? If you're anything like me, your life before eating for your gut health in mind, it was all about planning meal after meal, going out to eat so you could spend time with friends and planning an outing by what food would be served. If I had all the food planned for the day, then I could then come up with the rest of the plans for the day, right? That standard American diet food, it was my reason for living. It was the star of every outing, every get together, every party or event. Does that sound familiar to you? When I started on my gut healing journey, I felt like I was like a square peg in a round hole. I was gluten, grain, dairy, sugar, corn, and soy free. And I was trying to fit into the standard American diet mold of food that surrounded every event. But over time, I was able to figure this out. Food didn't have to be the star of everything I did. I could still enjoy time with my friends and family without making it 100% about what food we were going to eat. So now I actually have more fun when I go out because I enjoy the time with my friends instead of always wondering how can we fit food into our time together. Now I want to say don't get me wrong you just you cannot take this Italian girl out of me completely. I still feel like food is a great way to bring friends and family together. There's just nothing for me anyway. There's just nothing like sitting around the table after a meal, chatting and laughing, sharing a good meal together. But now food, it doesn't have to be the star of every outing. 
When you shift your focus just a little bit, outings and gatherings with friends and family, they can become less stressful, more fun, and just all around healthier for everyone. Okay, let's move on and talk about tip number six. Tip number six is to become the hostess with the mostess. If you want to not be bothered by 57 dishes that you can't eat, be the host of the party. You control the food and you can be sure that you can limit the cross-contamination. If it's a gathering of close friends and they want to bring something and I'm the host, I always like to send out recipes with ingredients that I know work or maybe give them some ideas of store-bought options because there's a lot more of those to choose from than there used to be, which is awesome. If it's a gathering with acquaintances and someone wants to bring something, just make sure that you make enough of your own food to ensure that you get to eat. So you want to make sure that you have at the very least an appetizer, a main course, and a dessert, and you want it to have your name on it, things that you can eat. And if there are other dishes at your gathering that just don't work for you, I want you to be really careful of the whole cross-contamination factor because it's real. Usually at gatherings like this, I tell you to get your food first, just to be on the safe side, right? To avoid that cross-contamination. But since this is your party, this can get a little bit sticky. So a word of precaution though is to then just set your meal aside ahead of time. So you're not getting it from the same platter that everyone else is getting it from. And you don't look like a jerk being first in line at your own party. Whether I'm hosting family, friends, or acquaintances, one thing that I love to do, like I mentioned before, is to tell everyone to bring a recipe for their dish, that, that one that they can share with the group, because then everyone leaves with extra recipes. It's something that we all love, right? We get bored with the same old recipes all the time. So getting a new recipe to just jazz up our repertoire of food, it's just exciting. So I know you've been at a party where you've, you've had a dish that you just loved, but then you can't make it again because you don't know what the ingredients are. So I love doing this. Having a recipe, it's the best. Plus, and this is really the best part, and this is the sly reason why you actually do it. Now you see the ingredients that are in the dish before you eat it. Super stealth, right? Yes. Awesome. Okay, let's move on and talk about tip number seven. Tip number seven to make all of this easier is to cultivate friendships with those in the gut healthy world. Maybe even ladies who are on the same gut healing diet that you follow. Most of the time, we live in the standard American diet world and we have to fit our lifestyle into what's their normal mode? What if you didn't have to always be the one to do the extensive planning to get through a gathering? How relaxed would that make you feel? And how much more would you enjoy the outing? By cultivating friendships with other gut healthy friends, you can make eating at other people's homes a much more pleasurable experience. Plus, as an added bonus, when you're with this select group of people, you just never have to worry about getting sick from what they feed you. Can I get an amen to that? Okay, so how do you then find these friends, right? How do you find friends who are gut healthy? But it, I have to tell you, it's probably easier than you think. You probably already know some friends who follow a special diet. Ask around at work. Ask around in your friend circle. So many people nowadays are gluten-free and grain-free, and you might just stumble upon somebody that you didn't know about. Even if they're an acquaintance, you already have one thing in common. So why not invite them over and start a gut-loving friendship? 
You can also join a local support group for those with Crohn's or colitis, maybe a gluten-free support group. There's some like that out there, even local chapters. There's local chapters of the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America. There's food intolerance groups. Ask around, maybe even do a local search on Facebook. You know how you can search your own community on Facebook. You are going to be bound to find something in your area. If you have a local health food store, that is another great place to start because oftentimes they have newsletters that they put out with information like this. You might just find a group that meets your needs. Now, if you're finding it hard to connect with friends locally because where you live, they just aren't active with groups like that, the good news is that you can still go online and make connections there. Get connected with an online forum or a Facebook group. You may not be able to connect in person, but at least you can connect online and you can make your gut healthy life a little bit easier. You could even just do a Google search for an online group. Just really just be open. Be open to trying out anything that just even slightly appeals to you. If you don't find your people, it's okay. <laughs> Move on. Trust me, there's more where that came from. Online groups are everywhere. And if, you know, for some reason you find none, start your own. You'll be amazed at the people that you connect with that are so similar to you. Okay, tip number eight. Tip number eight goes like this. Psst, can you keep a secret? Okay, let me give you a little context here. When you have a gathering at your house and all the food is gluten or grain-free or even sugar-free, or maybe you're just bringing a dish to a party that's made with your gut healing ingredients, you don't need to make a big deal of it. For standard American diet folks, sometimes the term gluten-free, and of course I'm saying that in air quotes, it sends a negative message about how your food might taste. I know it's really ridiculous. It's unfortunate because we know that all they need to do is just taste it to enjoy the food. But take it from me, don't announce to the whole party that your dish is gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free, and on and on. I have gotten burned one too many times when I did this. I just got so excited. I get really excited about the food that I make, and I got really excited about my gluten-free, grain-free creations. Sometimes I just kind of want to shout it out to the world. This one time, I came up with this fabulous, in my humble opinion, fabulous grain-free chocolate banana muffin recipe. Doesn't that sound good? I served it at a committee meeting and I announced to everyone that it was made with almond flour and I got the weirdest looks from this group. Did they, any of them even try it? I have to tell you, one one brave soul did, but what a lesson I learned. I know they would have loved those muffins. I wish I just hadn't opened my big mouth. On my kids' soccer team, I'll tell you one more story. On my kids' soccer team, I am known as the cookie lady. Every time we get together, the moms and the kids, they remind me that I need to make those scrumptious chocolate chip cookies that I make. And little do they know, they're gluten-free. Do yourself a favor. Keep the fact that it's gut healthy under wraps. Tip number nine we are in the home stretch it is time for tip number nine tell your family and friends way in advance when someone invites you over and you plan on telling them about your gut healing diet status give them as much notice as you possibly can as much as it really does pain me to say this there's just a few bad apples out there that they just don't get it, they don't want to get it, and they will never get it. You aren't going to change their mind or help them understand the way that we eat, so it's best to just give them an out. After you do your elevator speech, if you just, I don't know how to say it, you're just not feeling the love from them, then give them an opportunity to make other plans. You might say something like, how about if we just meet at the movies instead? Let's skip the dinner. Let's just meet at the movies instead. 
Or how about we meet for coffee or drinks instead of a meal? Or if it's helpful for you, I can just bring my own food. Remember, make it all about the hangout like we talked about earlier, not the food. And then just let it go, right? It's not you. It is them. So just let it go. No harm, no foul. Move on. Last tip. Last tip. Tip number 10. And this is probably, I have to tell you, this is probably the most important tip that I'll tell you if you want to be successful when eating at a home that's not your own. And that tip is be consistent. Be consistent. Even if you just have maybe mild sensitivities, you owe it to your friends and your family to send the same message every time you eat with them. Don't confuse them by just saying, I'll just eat one piece of bread at this time, at this gathering, at this meal. And then at the next meal, become a stickler for everything gluten and everything grain free. They're going to get used to your wishy-washy nature. And then they might think, well, before Karen had that gluten-free bread or that gluten-y bread even, so... It doesn't really matter. She did it before. So what's the harm if I just put a little bit of bread in the recipe? We have a hard enough time getting waiters and servers in restaurants to take us seriously. Don't burden your friends with sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Make a this is what I eat and this is what I don't plan for your friends and family and stick to it. Okay? Those are your tips. Before we wrap up this episode, nice and neat, nice and a tiny little bow, I want to mention two special cases of eating at another's home that always seem to stump people when they're on a gut healing diet. Those two cases are the potluck dinner and the friend who wants to make you a meal, that well-intentioned friend who wants to make you a meal. First, let's talk about what to do at a potluck. Are you feeling up for a gathering like this? At first, a potluck, that just might seem really daunting to you, but actually I have to tell you, this is the best outing for a gut-loving mama like you. Because everyone brings a dish to share with a community of friends or a community of family or maybe coworkers, And you get to bring your own gut healthy dish. And, and this is the best part, you have complete control over what gets put on your plate. So how can you then make the most of this potluck that's really the best option for you? First, make it a rule to bring an appetizer and a dessert because now you got a meal. And while you're making your potluck dish at home, remember to set some aside in a separate bowl or a separate container just for you because this removes that dreaded cross-contamination issue with the serving utensils. Just like I mentioned earlier with cross-contamination, I believe it was in tip number six, We all know that potluck serving utensils, they can get misplaced and then replaced, right? That pasta spoon, it can quickly become the salad spoon or the vegetable spoon. So setting aside your dish ahead of time, it just makes this problem obsolete. It just goes away because when it's time to eat, you put your pre-made food in your containers on a plate and nobody knows the difference think they do? No, they don't. Trust me, nobody's watching you. Nobody cares about what you're putting on your plate, how you got it on your plate. They're all involved in their own issues. So just put it on your plate and move on. And if you can't do this, it's okay. If you can't set your food aside, it's not a problem. This is the case where you can jump to the head of the class, be first in line at the buffet, and now there is no risk of cross-contamination or little risk, I'll say, when you're the first in line. All right, now there's one last special case I mentioned, and that is the well-meaning friend with a big heart. Oh, boy. Some friends, they are there for you no matter what. They are that first person that you want to call whether you have had a triumph or a setback. And if you have one of those 
really special friends. Most likely you've already told them about your dietary needs. They're supportive, they're understanding, they are you, your number one cheering section. Do you have a friend like this? I, oh my goodness, you're just really lucky if you do because it's definitely something to cherish and I'm sure that you do. At some point, I promise you, this supportive friend, she will likely ask you to make a meal for you. She wants to show you that she can support you. She can be understanding and supportive in the way that you eat as well. But before you say yes, I just want you to take a step back and I want you to consider two things for cases like this. Number one, how well do you know your friend? And number two, are they familiar enough with what it actually means to cook with your food restrictions that you trust them? I'm talking beyond a shadow of a doubt, trust them to make a meal that won't get you sick. If your answer to number one is yes, yes, I know my friend well, but your answer to number two is I'm not sure. I am not sure that they really get what I eat and what I don't eat. If that's the case, don't do it. Instead, I want you to consider telling them something like, it's taken me forever to figure out what foods work for my sensitive gut and what foods don't. It's so tricky for me and one little ingredient, it can make me sick for days. It's just so kind of you. I just appreciate you so much. It is so kind of you to offer though. And I'd love to share what I eat with you. Why don't we go ahead and make a meal together? Bam, no hard feelings. And it's a great opportunity to bond with your bestie. Now, if you answer question number one with, yes, I know my friend well. And number two, yes, I absolutely, without question, I know that my friend is very familiar with what I eat and what I don't eat. Then you are in luck because, oh my goodness, it is rare. In this case, I want you to go for it. But just to be on the safe side, just ask them to share the recipe or the ingredient list with you just to make sure that you just double check. Always better to be safe. Now, this is a friend after all. They know how important this is to you. They have your back. They're not going to care if you just ask for the recipe or the ingredient list. Now, another option for you in a case like this, it might be to give them a list of what you eat and what you stay away from, provided it's not a book, of course, if it's a small list. There's never really one way to handle a situation like this, but these are just some suggestions to help get you started some things that have worked for me over the years. Now, one last thought on this particular subject. If you stumble upon a scenario where there's someone who wants to show you their support by cooking for you. And this isn't a good friend. This is a coworker, or maybe it's a good Samaritan that you don't know well, but they're just so kind, right? I would think very, very carefully before you put your gut health in their hands. Of course, let them down gently and thank them for their kindness. But I'm telling you, don't chance it. It is just not worth it. Okay, my love, we have gone through a lot today, haven't we? It's time for a quick recap and some last important thoughts to get you started eating at a home that's not your own. And all the while, do it like a mom. First, let's do the recap first. Okay, tip number one was practice your elevator speech. Keep it short, keep it sweet. This is what's going on with me and this is what I need when I eat at your house. Done. Tip number two, offer to bring a side dish that you know you can eat, right? Make it something big and filling like a salad with a protein on top, like some roasted veggies. Tip number three, if bringing the side dish isn't going to work for you, bring all your own food. If you have no clue what's on the menu, bring it all from home. Bring that snack bag, bring your Hot Logic Mini, it keeps your food warm, and then you're good to go. Tip number four, let how well you know the person dictate how much you tell them ahead of time. 
And if you don't know them well, make sure that you have that stashed snack pack ready to whip it out at a moment's notice. Even those with great intentions, even your friends and family, they can gluten or grain you. So keep that snack bag handy. Tip number five, eat before you go. Eat before you go. Never go to a gathering hungry because it will always backfire. You'll either get really hangry or you'll cheat. Tip number six, become the hostess with, I said that wrong, the hostess with the mostest. That is a tongue twister. Become the hostess with the mostest. When you host, you control the food. You can also make it fun and ask others to bring the recipe to share. You get the inside scoop on what's in every dish. And if they work for you now, you get to get some extra recipes for your recipe collection. Tip number seven, cultivate friendships with others in the same boat. You already have one very big thing in common with them. Now that's a friendship that's going to take it for the long haul. That's a friendship that's going to flourish because that's a big thing that you guys have in common. Tip number eight, keep a secret. It is not always wise to tell someone your dish is gluten-free. Let them try it first. Once they see how good it is, how gut-healthy food can actually taste good, they'll be asking for more. Tip number nine, tell your host in advance so that if you're bringing your own food or you need some adjustments to the menu, if that doesn't work for them, they can still bow out gracefully. Remember, it's their loss. It is not yours. Tip number 10, the last tip, is to be consistent. A wishy-washy gal, it, it, it teaches your friends and your family that it doesn't matter if they become wishy-washy too about what they serve you. Stick to it. Yes, stick to it. And then you're going to enjoy loads of gatherings outside your four walls. All right, now it's time to do it like a mom. I'm going to ask you a few questions. These are just some questions to get you thinking about how you're going to move forward with this just to give you a head start. All right, let's do that before we wrap up. Okay, question number one. What friends and family do you know right now, right now, that know about gut healing food inside and out? If you're lucky enough to already have these people in your life, These are the people that you would trust with your gut-loving life. I want you to go ahead, make a plan to enjoy a meal with them in the near future. You deserve it. You deserve a break. You deserve to break bread with these friends of yours. And of course, it's your kind of bread, right? You deserve to break your kind of bread with them. And it will keep your gut and your mental health happy, right? That's important. Now, if you don't have lots of pals in your life who meet the, this kind of description, then you're not alone because most of us fall in this category. But here's my question for you. This week, what ways can you start connecting with more gut healing, more gut healthy mamas locally, online? How can you just start it? How can you begin to connect? All right, another question. Do you have any gut healthy recipes you can try out on your standard American diet friends without telling them that it's a little bit different? Try it, see their reaction, and I bet you that they can't tell the difference. The last question I want you to ponder before we part for today. What scares you about eating out at someone else's home? What is it that scares you the most about this? And then what tips did you learn today that can help lessen that fear or those fears that you're having? All right. Have you been thinking about that elevator speech we talked about in tip one? Do it like a mom. Make this your first step to get going on that. I think that's really going to give you a jump start. Get started on that in the next couple days. And trust me, You're going to breathe a huge sigh of relief when you can just rattle it off. You can rattle that speech off in any given situation. If you make yourself a goal to do it in just the next few days, you're going to be leaps ahead. 
and you're going to be setting the groundwork for fun, successful outings that you're going to enjoy over and over. Okay, my dear, next week, we are wrapping up. I can't believe it. We are wrapping up this four-part series, Eating Beyond Your Four Walls. Do you have travel plans this holiday season? You're going to want to tune in. Traveling on a gut healing diet, it's coming up next week. I just cannot wait for that. It's one of my favorite things to talk about because, oh boy, it took me a long time to figure this one out. It is difficult and challenging when you first get started, but there's so many hacks that I'm going to share with you. You're going to love it. I really have cracked the code on this. I can't wait to share these insights with you. All right, any questions, questions, thoughts, things you want to add, tips you want to add to what we talked about today to help with eating at someone else's house? You know I love chatting with you, so get in touch. I love to connect with you. You can either email me, hello at karenhaley.com, Karen is spelled with a Y, or come to Facebook, chat me up there, The IBD Health Coach, The IBD Health Coach. Grab your 2021 IBD Mom Holiday Gift Guide if you haven't done it already. It's officially out and it is ready for you to put that wish list together. It's going to make it easy peasy mama, I promise. KarenHaley.com forward slash 2021. And of course, I will leave a link for that in the show notes as well. Until we meet again, I'm wishing you a cheeky and healthy gut healing journey. Chat soon. <laughs>